Welcome to How Hacks Happen, where we explore exciting happenings in the world of cybersecurity. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Michelle. Today's topic has to do with the film industry. Ooh, exciting. It's actually about a time when a country's government got annoyed about a film and decided to hack the company that made the film to stop the film from being distributed. Hmm, like a propaganda film? No, no, a Seth Rogen film (laughs) with with James Franco. (laughs) The two guys from Freaks and Geeks? Yes, that's them. All right, this I gotta hear. So here's what happened. In November 2014, employees at Sony Pictures booted up their computers one morning to see an alarming sight. On their screens were pictures of skulls with a message saying that they'd been hacked and that Sony's secrets were going to be exposed. Secrets? What does that mean? Well, it turned out to be emails, and some of them were kind of embarrassing. But the ultimate goal of the hackers was apparently to stop the release of a film called The Interview. Have you seen it? No. You know, I'm not a Seth Rogen fan, sorry to say. But I heard about it. It was about an assassination, right? Something about North Korea? Right. The Interview is a film about an American talk show host and his writer who are invited to interview the supreme leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Along the way, the CIA convinces the two guys that they need to assassinate the supreme leader, and, well, hijinks ensue. (laughs) Do they end up assassinating him? Well, yeah, in the movie, but not in real life. It's a comedy, and it's actually kind of silly and fun, and I can't imagine that anyone would take this movie seriously. But North Korea did. Well, the North Korean government is not known for its sense of humor. Indubitably. I wouldn't want to mess with them. Well, I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen and James Franco weren't thinking about that when they made this movie. The interview was released as planned, just before Christmas 2014, but not without a lot of hand-wringing and threats of violence and a message from the president about freedom of speech and a whole bunch of other unpleasant things. A message from the president? I never knew the president cared so much about filmmaking. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? The hack of Sony Pictures Entertainment first came to light, as I said, in November 2014. For context, Sony is the company behind movies like Terminator, Men in Black, Robocop, some Spider-Man movies, and, you know, a whole bunch of other films. I remember when Sony just made VCRs. Well, they've come a long way (laughs) since then. In 1989, they acquired Columbia Pictures. And since then, they've been very busy. Yeah. Then there's the Sony PlayStation, too. Yes. Still a big player in video games. So anyway, in 2014, Sony Pictures has this film called The Interview in the works. And they have some other films, too, like a new version of Annie and a James Bond film. Then in November, a group that called themselves the Guardians of Peace posted a message on employees' computers. This was the message, and I quote, We've already warned you, and this is just a beginning. We continue till our request be met. We've obtained all your internal data, including your secrets and top secrets. If you don't obey us, we'll release data. Really? And that accent? Well, it was written. <laughs> but the English is so bad. <laughs> just, 
I had to picture it as it would have been said. Um, I don't, your secrets and your top secrets. Yes, not only your secrets, but, but your top, top secrets. secrets. Yes. That's the worst. That's the worst when they release your top secrets. Oh, yes. So much worse than just your regular secrets. So what were their top secrets? Well, before we get to that, let's look at the threats the hackers made. Hmm. Do you remember us talking about Pastebin? That was used in the Ashley Madison hack, right? It's where the hackers posted their messages. Right. It's a place where anyone can post a message on the internet anonymously. And now we have another Pastebin message? You are correct. As usual, Carrie. And you're being psychic. <laughs> so, what did the Guardians of Peace have to say on Pastebin? I have to read this whole thing out loud. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just have to. <laughs> I- I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm very afraid. <laughs> Are you going to try to do it with this uh, North Korean accent? Well, I am. I've been, I've been practicing. Oh, Lordy. All right, lay it on me. Okay, here it is. Me, me, me. We will clearly show it to you at the very time and places the interview be shown, including the premiere, how bitter fate those who seek fun and terror should be doomed to. (laughs) There's more. (laughs) Soon all the world will see what an awful movie Sony Pictures Entertainment has made. The world will be full of fear. There's more. Yeah, oh. Remember the 11th of September 2001. We recommend you to keep yourself distant from the places at that time. If your house is nearby, you better leave. <laughs> we actually put that in parentheses. Yes, in parentheses. Oh, my own. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Almost done. Whatever comes in the coming days is called by the greed of Sony Pictures Entertainment. All the world will denounce the Sony. Wow. That's... <laughs> I don't know even where to begin with this. Well, well, it is a terrorist threat. Well, yeah. But the language. Sort of. <laughs> just, I know, just the it's kind of hard to take seriously. How bitter fate those who seek fun in terror should be doomed to. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Get an interpreter. <laughs> All the world will denounce the Sony. The Sony. The Sony. But at least they did refer to as the Sony Pictures Entertainment. They were very respectful of their title. Yes. For what that's worth. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to use your direct title to showing of the respect <laughs> for the killing of the ti- of the Sony. The Sony. I mean, if you're going to threaten... Try to do it credibly, you know? But this was a real threat, was it not? Well, Sony seemed to think so. They delayed the opening of the film to a few weeks later, just to be sure. And they opened it in some non-mainstream theaters, not the ones that they were originally planning to. And there were no bombs or guns or terrorists. Nothing happened. Well, that's a relief. Yeah, and it was great publicity for the film. Whatever the hackers hoped to do, it backfired. In fact, the first time I ever heard of this film was when I read about the Sony hack. You know, I remember this story back then that they had to delay the... I mean, it was in the news and everything, and I sort of remember that. Yeah. For what that's worth. Yeah. But before that, had you ever heard of the film? No, hell no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nor would I have ever. Not liking Seth Rogen. Sorry, Seth. Yeah, it's not the kind of film that I would ordinarily go to see, and it wouldn't have even been on my radar, And except, right. you know, it's like, okay, now I gotta go see. Right, so North Korea shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Good. They should do that more often. So all this boomba, hoopla, it's going to be like 9-11, it never happened? Nope. 
But the hackers did release employee details like social security numbers and medical histories, which was not cool. And oh, and a bunch of emails that exposed some lesser drama, like Sony executives saying insulting things about actors, like somebody said something mean about Angelina Jolie or something, and then they were talking about who got paid what, and it turns out some actresses got paid less than the actors on the same film. You know, just, just gossip, almost. So those were their top secrets? Top secrets! <laughs> yes. I'm sure it wasn't fun for Sony employees to have their details out there, but it sounds like this hacker's goal was to threaten people about the film, the interview. It seems like that was the case. Which points to North Korea as the perpetrator, since the film was about the assassination of their supreme leader. And the film is actually notable for exposing a lot of Americans to the realities of North Korea, even though it's pretty silly most of the time, including a scene where Seth Rogen has to stuff a miniature missile up his ass. It's a convoluted plot point. Probably just to include that. Wow. And I wonder why I didn't want to see this movie. But I have a question. Mm -hmm. So when this threat came across all these computers, it was an anonymous threat? Mm -hmm. I mean, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the, the Guardians of Peace. Yeah, who the hell is that, though? Right, exactly. Okay. So the threateners didn't even have the male parts to say, hey, this is North Korea. Knock this shit off. They did not have those parts. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. And actually, North Korea has completely denied this. Well, who else would do it? Exactly. The film, it focused on a lot of touchy points about North Korea and probably got a lot of Americans to look up what's going on there. And it, in reality, it's so bad that Amnesty International states that North Korea is in a category all its own with regard to human rights violations. You can get thrown in jail just for saying the slightest word against the government or for failing to show sufficient reverence for the regime. They believe in torture or kill you for that. And they spend zillions on nuclear weapons, but they have severely limited food rations for their people. And there have even been mass starvations from this. And if you try to leave, they either shoot you or throw you in jail. Unfreaking believable. So it's like an Iron Curtain kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, and on top of that, some of the craziest crimes of the last 20 years have been traced back to North Korea. Like counterfeiting U.S. dollars. They're really good at it. And there was an attempt to steal a billion dollars from the Bangladesh Bank in 2016. They only got away with a few million, but it's nuts. Wow. If you're interested, there's this great podcast called The Lazarus Heist that details a lot of North Korea's crimes like this. So The Lazarus Heist. Yes, it is based on another name for the Guardians of Peace, which is The Lazarus Group. Guardians of Peace, my ass. I know. <laughs> oh, and I also, in researching this, I found YouTube videos of um, North Koreans who did make it out, and their stories are incredible. I can't even imagine. But they're so positive. They talk about, like, oh, yeah, I was trafficked and sold to this guy in China, and it was this and it was that, and they, they took my son away from, like, horrible things. But they're so cheerful because they're like, and now I'm living in Canada or whatever. Oh, wow. And That's human resilience at its best. Uh, yeah, they are so, I just admire them so much. Their courage and their wow. attitude and they're incredible. So it sounds like North Korea was trying to apply their rules to the United States. 
Stop talking about assassinating the supreme leader or we will shoot you. It's basically... Yeah. But the film got released anyway. Yes. And I watched it at home. <laughs> and no North Korean mercenaries burst through your door to stop you? No, I didn't even get a strongly worded email. It just strikes me how out of touch these hackers were. Like, if North Korea made a film about assassinating a U.S. president, I don't think the U.S. would even care. Oh, we even make our own stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever seen Designated Survivor? Oh, I love that show. That's oh, awesome. Oh, for our listeners who may not know about this show, Designated Survivor is a show where there's a terrorist attack on the Capitol building during a State of the Union address, and it kills the president and everyone who is in succession to take over from the president if he dies, except this one minor cabinet member is the only one left, and he's played by Kiefer Sutherland. So Kiefer suddenly has to become the president and deal with terrorists and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Oh, I love me some Kiefer. I know, me too. It's too bad he can't run for president. No lie. Yeah, you know, he's like Canadian. I know. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so the hack. So at first, no one knew how the hack had happened. There were investigations from various organizations, um, like the FBI. Why would the FBI be interested in a hack of Sony? Did they investigate all these big hacks? No, but this one included a terrorist threat. Uh-huh. And everything pointed to North Korea. I mean... Like you said, who else would be interested in stopping the release of the interview? Um, people who don't like Seth Rogen? Well, it's a little extreme. <laughs> I mean, well, you could just write a bad review on Rotten Tomatoes and something. That probably would have been more effective than a terrorist threat. Well, you don't like Seth Rogen, and I bet it never once occurred to you to, to hack Sony and threaten them. No, I have to say no. I, it did not. I'd be more likely to just ignore it. I mean... I have better things to do with my time. Yeah. And that pastebin message was a pretty big deal at the time. As I mentioned, President Obama did not take kindly to death threats for free speech. I mean, come on. Wow. All right. So I can see why the FBI got involved. But before anyone would say it was definitely a North Korean hacker, they had to figure out what happened and see if they could trace it. How do they trace these things? Is it through their IP address or something? No, the more sophisticated hackers know how to cover their tracks. And in this case, it was because the hack used some techniques that were similar to other hacks that they knew for sure were from North Korea. So the hackers had a modus operandi. Yes, they had sort of a, a signature move, you know, as it were. Well, that's dumb. Don't claim anonymity when you pretty much already have your signature out in the world. Well, the thing is, the signature isn't necessarily obvious right away, and it takes a little digging around, and sometimes there's, like, they make a mistake, like, in the code itself. Programmers will write comments in the code. It's, it's lines of text that are not executed as part of the program, but are used to explain. They're like, okay, this next section does this, and oh, really? this next section oh, okay. does that. Yeah. Okay, no wonder they're 9,000 pages long. Yeah, yeah. And the comments... You can kind of tell, even if they're written in English, you can tell by the poor English what mm -hmm. their native language is. Oh, I is. can tell when, when one friend of mine writes a letter versus another friend. Oh, you yeah. know, it's it's there's totally a style. Mm -hmm. So is it similar to that? Yes. Okay. And also the way that they they do dates, because in the United States we do month yes. day year. They you know in Europe yes. they do it opposite. 
Also, if there's any kind of time stamps associated with, like, you know how every file has a date and a time mm -hmm. on it, right? There have been some attacks that they noticed that, you know, it had multiple parts, and every single part took place during a time that was daytime between 9 to 5 in India. Yeah. So they knew that this one hack, had, they suspected it came from India. Okay. So it just helps them narrow their focus when they can find that, and then they look for more clues. You know, it's kind of like the police having suspects, and they just look at the, those suspects. They don't look at the whole population for mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. Sometimes, it, it, again, it takes time. And also, apparently, these were the same people behind the ransomware attack, the famous ransomware attack called WannaCry, which infected hundreds of thousands of computers worldwide in 2017. WannaCry? There was a ransomware called WannaCry, as in, I want to cry? <laughs> well, Wah. yes, actually, but it was named after WannaCryptor, which was one of the modules used in the attack. Did the hackers use this WannaCry thing in the Sony attack? No, they didn't. But we know a couple of other things. One thing was that the hackers somehow gained access to the Sony network at the administrator level. And with this level of access, they could get into anything. So they got into this part of Windows networking called Windows Management Instrumentation, which gave them access to all the computers on the network. Wow. But how did they get administrator-level access? Uh, was that some kind of complicated hack? No, they probably got it from phishing. <laughs> so someone fell for a fake email. Mm-hmm, most likely. No one knows for sure. The hackers were in there for a long, long time, so it would be hard to roll it back to the original event. How long is a long time? Months, maybe years. And Sony didn't know this? Nope. And in the aftermath and in the reports that came afterward that analyzed the whole thing, we learned that Sony didn't take security as seriously as they should have. There are mentions of them doing the minimum required by the government because they didn't want to spend any more money than they needed to. But if you follow the government requirements, shouldn't you be safe? The minimum requirements are just that, minimums. And they're often vague and they can be out of date. All right, you were a paramedic, right? Mm -hmm. Did you just do the minimum to prepare for a day in the ambulance? Or were there additional things you did so that you felt confident and comfortable that you were going to be able to do your job? Lots of things. Like what? Oh, man. You had to have backups for your backups. You had to test everything twice. Make sure your partner knows which direction is north so when they're driving the ambulance that we can get where we're going. I mean, there were a lot of, yeah, you're right, there were a lot of extra things that we did. Mm -hmm. Because you cared about your job and you wanted to do it well. And I you, didn't want someone to die. Uh, yeah. And Sony was like, well, let's just do the minimum and we'll get by and then we don't have to spend any money and who cares and they just... Bad bastards. I know. I believe it, but... At the same time, come on, man. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, especially with a company like Sony, they're like, well, there's nothing here to steal. We're not selling anything on our website. and so No, but no you just messed up your employees for getting all their data and security and exactly. social securities and blah, blah, blah out in the world. Yeah. If I was one of those employees, I, I would be pretty annoyed with them right now, for sure. So what did North Korea have to say about all these accusations? They denied it. But of course they did, darling. You know, it's really unheard of to hack a company and then announce that you're going to kill people. 
know, most hackers, they want money or fame. Or in the case of Ashley Madison, they had a purpose. You know, they were activists and they wanted the site to come down. Or they want some combination of these things. But they don't go around threatening people with bodily harm. I mean, what did the hackers think was going to happen? Seriously, this ain't North Korea, bud. In the end, the FBI was able to identify at least one of the hackers, a fellow named Park Jin Hyuk. He's now on the FBI's most wanted list. And they're never going to catch him, are they? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Probably not. But at least he knows we're watching. I don't think he cares. Well, maybe that'll slow him down a little. I don't think it's going to stop him. All we can do is really just be more vigilant. Don't click phishing emails, for one thing. Right. And companies like Sony, any company actually, shouldn't have the viewpoint that they're just going to do the minimum possible to keep their data safe. They need to take cybersecurity seriously. Amen to that. Another thing about this hack is that there's only so much we know. Nothing like throwing a dud bomb. Not that I want people to get hurt. Don't no one accuse me of that there. But you would think that if they made that threat, they'd want to back it up, even with like a little car fire or something to say, see, we told you so. That, that was a pretty strongly worded threat for something to just, for them to just like not do anything. The FBI only said so much, and a lot of the research that I did was people piecing things together from these resources. Got it. So I don't know, I don't think anybody knows if they actually attempted some kind of I terrorist understand. attack. Okay. It may have been thwarted, and we don't know. We don't know. Okay. Might have that, been some guy with a shoe bomb that flew in that day. They caught him at the airport, and that was the end of that. Okay. <sighs> well, if that's the case, though, I thank the FBI for right? making sure nobody died that day. No lie. And also, the courage of the people who went and watched the movie anyway, who just basically gave North Korea the finger and said, I'm going to go watch this movie. Fuck you. So if, if Sony went ahead with all this... Granted, they did it in smaller venues, not to draw as much attention. They're still stepping pretty close to the edge of the cliff. Well, what they did is they contacted all of the theaters that were originally going to premiere the film and said, knowing what you know, Mm -hmm. do you still want to do this? And a lot of them backed out. So then they contacted some other independent venues and said, here's what's going on. Are you willing to show the film? And I think these were smaller theaters. And if it was a last-minute change, the, the terrorists, the terrorists wouldn't, wouldn't have be time. able. To, okay, that sort of kind of sort of makes sense. It's yeah. still wackadoo, but, but okay. Still, it's it was a bold move. But at the same time, Obama was in favor of go ahead and show that film. We are not going to bow down to terrorists. Right. We're not gonna, you know. And I get that. I, yeah. I understand it completely. I didn't go to see the movie just because it's not my sense of humor. Had it been my sense of humor, I would have gone anyway. I think having heard the news but again what I do I wait for it to come <laughs> to my TV unless it's a very next sp- time she watches a movie I'm gonna knock on her door and talk with a Korean accent <laughs> it's been so funny Miss so- Busquet Miss Busquet we are here to kill you <laughs> somebody called me while I was watching and said don't believe it don't believe it. it's all lies 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 <laughs> and obviously it wasn't <laughs> shot in North Korea but it made me go and research all the stuff that they yeah. said in the movie. And there's documented evidence of pretty much everything. Oh, I believe that to be true. I do. Everything. Like, they made a comedy out of one of the worst human rights violators in the world. Mm-hmm. And they made a comedy out of it. Yeah. 
which I got to give them kudos for that. They, yeah. they got people. They got you to look. Yeah. They got me to and look. You got a point there. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that wraps up the latest episode of How Hacks Happen. If you liked it, please tell your friends and family. And uh, what else, Carrie? Don't click suspicious links and emails. Don't click any links ever in your entire life. No links. <laughs> well, that could work. You could. You should go to the browser and look up the website. There you and go. That, that's good advice any day of the week. And think twice before you make a film about assassinating a dictator. Oh, also excellent <laughs> advice. Okay, that's all, folks. Thanks for listening to How Hacks Happen. This is Michelle Bousquet. And Carrie Pacuco. Signing off. <laughs>